This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. The J-Lab J-Buds line has something for everyone. Are you a J-Buds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They fit on your keychain. They are perfect for on the go. And they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the J-Buds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com with the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. <laughs> Here I am. Hi, Noah. Hello. We're in the same room for the first time since we've started this show. It feels unreal. Like, I can't believe I'm seeing you in person. I know. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the uh, the house I've been living in for the past, I don't know how long. Um, when did we get in? A week ago? Something like that. Yeah. I live here now. When I first moved in, I was like, when we first arrived, I was angry. I do this with every new place I live in. I make a decision. I get there and I'm like, I hate it. And I freak out. And I go, it smells weird. Like, I smell weird smells because it's all in your head. Like, I, the first night we arrived, I was just in such a bad mood. I talked about it on the show. Um, I was in such a bad mood that, like, I was spending so much money on this place. And it wasn't – I wanted it to be, like, better decorated. I don't know what I wanted. It didn't have the right odor. And it started smelling because I was upset about it. And I was like, it smells like shit. Also, Carlisle brought her dog that was farting a lot. And I hate dog farts of a dog that I'm like, just haven't been like 
have don't love yet. I mean, I do love her dog, but it has human eyes and it freaks me out and it has human farts. And so they were like, it's not the dog. It's just the place. And I was like, this place smells like dog farts. And I was so mad. And, um, but now I come home and I'm like, I love my house and I like love it so much. So that's just to anyone in my life who constantly deals with my wishy-washiness. Let me get through a period of being like, I want to leave and I don't want to do this. Just let me sleep on it. And I will be so attached that I end up buying this house. That's how I work. I was recently asked by some guy I was talking to of like, what's your worst? What's like the worst thing about you in a relationship? And I was trying to figure out like, oh, what would have my ex-boyfriend have said? What do what, you know, trying to answer honestly, not like, well, sometimes I have morning breath or like. I feel like that was a joke in something, but like just some like little flaw of like sometimes, you know, my hair gets frizzy. It was like, I was really searching like, what's my fucking character defect in a relationship? And it's, I change my mind a lot. I change my mind a lot, but I always land on where I'm supposed to be. So like I, and sometimes I don't, sometimes I do, you know, I, I will always, I have knee jerk reactions of like, I want him out of my life. Like whether it's a friend or something like someone's like, I'm done with this. I reach a point and I'm like, I, and I'm brutal about it. Or I'm like, I, I want to leave this hotel. I, this is disgusting or whatever. And then just let me sit with it. And then I will calm down. I'll stop smelling the phantom smells. I will stop thinking that I can never forgive this person when really I can forgive a house for smells. I can forgive myself for paying too much money for a place that really I'm not going to be homeless because of how I overspent on this. And I can also um, forgive people, even though there's, I have made those excisions in my life where I've, I've like had to fire people that I've loved because it was just like a bad, like I, I used to have like a, a person that worked on my show and uh, we did it. He was just like causing me a lot of stress because he was just anxious and he was supposed to be someone who kind of like put me at ease. Like that was his job. And I was like, this isn't going to work even though I love you. And I had to like fire him. And I don't know if that was for the best, but I did think about it a lot, but it was a knee jerk that I ended up executing. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm wishy-washy. And I didn't know that about myself until everyone started telling me, but I changed my mind a lot. And, um, it's my ex-boyfriend, said I think that was the the hardest thing about dating me was that we would be going to lunch this was an example he gave we would be going to lunch and I'd be like I really want to invite Lizzie and I want to invite blah blah and I would just like start inviting people and be like I just want to make it as fun as possible like for this house here I'm like I want all the rooms filled constantly why not like why not offer this awesome place to like everyone and then I like keep adding people and then I'm like do I even want them here and then they get here and I'm like so happy but there's a moment of like why do I do that why do I always like have to like make these things and put these things into action and then they're happening and I like regret it and then I get mad at the person that is accepting the thing coming to dinner or whatever and I'm like I don't even want her there why did I do that And it's like yes I did just trust the moment anyway um is any of this relatable I mean, yes, this is, I feel like this is called decision paralysis. Oh yeah. We're, we're constantly bombarded with so many decision making processes that it's, it's hard. I understand what you mean. I have the same thing for me. I call it a timeout. 
And if I'm angry over something or if I'm arguing over something, I know that like I just I need my brain to have everything settled in there before I can truly know what I want. Yes. But sometimes you make a knee jerk and you just have to deal with the fallout and you can't go, why did I do that? What Nikki, why did you why did you invite that person? Why did you agree to that job? What like it's like because in the moment I did want it. Like we were talking about this last night of like yesterday I was like, oh no, this was two days ago. I had my um Kirsten in town, my best friends in fourth grade. <clears throat> and like before I got to LA, I just said yes to every set that came in. I wasn't really paying attention to the dates. I was like, I need to work on the MTV monologue. And I accepted sets like after the show already taped and I'm like, why am I doing, why am I running around doing five sets in one night when I just taped this award show two nights ago that I was so exhausted from? And it's like, because in the time that they ask me, I want to. So how do you, and I had to do it because they sold tickets with my face on them. So I was like, I, and I want to be a person of my word, but I will say that if I agree to go to a, like a thing that when it shows up, I don't want to do it. I can just be honest. Like the other day I was scheduled to do a podcast and I was like, I do. I, I looked at the um, address right before I, I was supposed to be there. It was like an hour before I was supposed to be there. And the address, it was 40 minutes away in an Uber. And I'm just like annoyed. I have to buy my own Uber to this podcast. Annoyed. I'll have to buy it back. Um, annoyed. It's so far away. It's all my fault though, because she sent the address a week ago. So it's like, I should have looked at it, but I was just like, I don't want to do it. I'm going to be in a bad mood. So I wrote her. I was like, I, instead of being like, I almost started drafting a thing of like, I don't feel good this morning, which is not a lie because I didn't feel good. But I was like, you're too far away. And I didn't look at the address. And this is my fault. I'm sorry. And it ended up being fine because I told the truth. But um, I think this is what I'm talking about, though. Like you have so many offers coming at you. It's like going to a department store and trying to and and, and figuring out what shirt you're going to buy. There's so many things for you that it's it's. And they're all people that I really want to do the things like right. people I would have dreamed of asking me to do this thing before. So it's hard to turn down or they're my friends who have done that show every time I've been in town for the past 10 years. And so how am I suddenly turning it down now? And it's a fun night, but I will say that Friday night I went to a show and there were, there, there was potential of like, uh, people being there that I was like attracted to and like wanting to be like, what you know like I was telling you this yesterday I wanted to take Friday night off because Thursday night was the awards they went great and then I go on Friday night I was like I'm taking the night off but then you know I wanted to hang out with uh David Spade and uh he was going to Theo's show that was like this fun outdoor show and Andrew was on it and it was going to be a hang and I go, I'll just go hang and I don't want to do a set. I invited some friends. Kirsten was in town. It was such a fun hang backstage because backstage you can watch the show, but they can't hear you. So you can talk through the whole damn thing. When usually like when you're like with a crowd of comedians in the back, you have to like watch the show, even though we don't want to watch comedy most of the time. I mean, we all watched Theo's set and it was fucking hilarious. And Spade's set was insanely good too. And it made, they made me not want to go up because I was, I'm so just, grasping at new ideas that I'm just not going to be as strong as these guys. And, um, and I didn't want to go up because there was like someone coming that I like have a crush on that. I was like, I don't want to be up there. Like, so like, it's just, that's my masculine energy killing it. 
in my job woman and that's not who I want to be in a relationship. Who was I telling this to yesterday? Me. But I was telling someone else and they didn't get it. They could not grasp it. I know you grasp that. For sure. I did Rick Lesman's podcast two days ago and I was explaining this to him and he was like, well then aren't you yourself on stage? And I'm like, yes. But in a relationship, I'm like, I just want to be like a girl that doesn't have like, you know, hot takes. And, like, and I want to make hot cakes, not hot takes in a relationship. Of course, I want to be like stand up for myself and all those things. But the energy I have when I am in a relationship is the not on stage. So if you're attracted to me on stage, that's not what the way I'm, I'm not going to boss you around in bed like that. I'm not going to be like that. I am like a little girl in a relationship that just wants to be like wants to have my feelings met, not feelings heard, not my thoughts respected. Like on stage, I'm like getting my thoughts. People are like, wow, she's smart and funny. And blah, blah. And then when I get off stage, I want people to be like, she's so cute and sensitive and all those things. I want that, if that makes sense. So I, I didn't want to go up and Theo's like, please, Nikki, go up, please. However he talks. And um, gang, gang, uh, whatever. I love other that Theo is like a deeper voiced Carlisle. <laughs> Yes, Carlisle was like, Nikki, go up. You can go up. And I was like, I don't want to, Carlisle, because I just wanted the, I want the night off. I want to be able, this new post-COVID Nikki wants to be able to take a goddamn night off of comedy, even though I'm hanging out at a comedy club. Just because there's a stage doesn't mean I need to be on it. But then the people started chanting, Nikki. No, they didn't. But I, Carlisle needed to practice a set for an audition the only way I knew that I was going to be able to finagle her a set on the show was if I offered up myself to as a package deal. It's much like how publicists work. Yeah, you can, if you do a piece with Nikki, we'll give you Beyonce kind of thing. Like that's, so I did the same thing. I go, Theo, okay, I'll go up if you let Carlisle go up. So I took the bullet for my friend and I begged the room of people, including the the potential guy that I was like kind of into and wanted only to see me in a feminine way, even though he had also seen me host, he'd see me do stand up. It's not like these guys, cause Rick was like, so these guys should never see you do stand up. I'm like, it's not that I just, I was in an energy that night of like flirty and like being like the way I am in a relationship, like inviting and like submissive. And then when I go on stage, it just wrecks all that. So I went on stage and I begged them not to watch and they and then I came back off stage and they all did this fake like it was almost like a middle school play where they're like murmur like you know there's like I remember to kill a mockingbird in middle school they were like everyone like you know then talk about yourselves and everyone goes murmur 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 that's how murmur got to be you say that enough and it sounds like talking and they were all doing that and I walk back in and I go fuck you all I know this and they all laughed so hard because they were like we watched that was great I'm like no, it wasn't. You don't know. I'm not. I didn't ask you not to watch because I'm not going to be funny. Of course I am. It's because I want this person to potentially look at me like a girlfriend or like whatever that. Not that I'm even thinking that far, but like it should be on the table. I always want to. I want to separate those two now, and I don't think I have in the past. So that's what I've learned from you too, Noah. Oh, thanks. I mean, you're the one that's really <laughs> echoed these things that we've heard in the book. That have worked for me personally. Yes. So it's hard to do though. It's hard to separate those two. Yeah. Because the one has gotten us so far ahead and gotten us so much in life being like, I know who I am and I know what I want. Career wise. But the kind of men I like do not, that's not the, that's not what they, and people go, so you want to be submissive and you have to like hide away a part of yourself. It's not that. I don't want to be that in a relationship. I don't want to boss a man around. I want to be bossed around. Right. It's not even it's about not bossing, but 
it's not even about the kind of guys that you want. It's just about the energy that you want to bring to a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not even about a person. It's, it's what you bring to a relationship. And it all makes sense because I've never been attracted to people who are like, I saw you on stage last night and you were just so killer. And I'm just like, th- I know I'm good, but that doesn't make me horny. And I don't even want to hear you say you were so hot on stage. Like it's still like I was in a, on stage. I am not trying to be sexy at all unless, you know, back when I used to have a crush on a comedian, they'd be in the room. And I knew that I didn't even know about this energy thing. So I would try to like, maybe like stand in a hot way, but I was never with my material trying to be like seductive. That's when guys get like horny from me talking about sex on a podcast or something. Like the other day I was on Theo's podcast and we were talking about really horny stuff because I was giving tips on how to like make women have a better time in bed. And I killed it on those tips, by the way. I have so many DMs from guys that were like, I just used the thing where I told her not to come. And didn't give her permission to come. And he was like, it was was so many people writing in that those tips are great. But I could tell that Theo was kind of getting like uncomfortable because it was getting horny. I was, you know, if I would let myself, I could get horny too. And I hate that when I'm trying to be funny and there's horniness. But I also, and I don't mind being funny in bed, but it's a different kind of funny. I rest my case. Let's get Andrew in here. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. 
Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, Andrew. Whoa. Whoa. What? You sound... What? Hello, Andrew. (laughs) Hello, Nikki. Hello. Hello. It's the only voice. Why did you hide upstairs all morning? Come again? Yeah. I mean, is that what you were doing up there? Uh, Came again? I'm trying to think. Coming again? Did you just jerk off up there? No, I didn't. I swear. When? I don't was have come on time? my hand. I swear. I, I bet you anything last night before you went. I bet you were saving up your stock last night. I bet until. <laughs> but when I saw you last night, Noah, we all were here last night before Andrew left to go bowling with a bunch of comedians. I bet you your stock was saved. What, what, would because I save you, it for men bowling? No, no, no. I just think that it wasn't you. It was just a coincidence. I think that your stock was not. It was up because based on your energy last night, just that I felt in the kitchen. Is that correct? When was the last time you jerked off? I'm just I'm just trying to see if I can predict. I know. It. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. It's hard because I only do it like four every four days. I think I last time I jerked off, I did. My stock is full right now. Okay, so it was full last night, and it's even fuller this morning. If oh, you really want to no. know, what yeah. are you gonna do with it? Oh, it's coming out of your pores oh. and your face. You're looking dewy. It's out of my armpits. Why Why every four days, bro? Look, um, for 
I just. And how are you sleeping with that? You getting wetties? I cut a hole in the mattress and I sleep on my stomach. <laughs> that would be like really fun <laughs> to just sleep with. What if you good to sleep with your penis inside something? Because sometimes after I hook up with a guy, I just want to hold his penis all night long. They should like make little blankets. Penis. I mean, I guess condoms could be that, but little blankets for your penis. I used to just want to like hold it as I go to sleep. Like a limp. Oh, kind of like a stress soft. ball. Yeah. No, just like, just I feel like we're holding hands, but I just like, I love it so much that I just want to keep it. But it, does that feel weird? And would you ever fall asleep inside a woman and that would that feel weird? I mean, after there, you've come, you there, know, like you're there not is hearted. an insecurity of like having a shriveled penis in having a, woman. a shriveled, no, not in a woman, but a shriveled penis in a woman's hand. Because if you're a grower, which guys with pathetic dicks say, yeah. Uh, your dick can get smaller throughout the night and then you have no blood flow and then you're, she's but feeling a little shriveled. if someone loves you dick. and has seen your full penis before, like... She knows better. She yeah, knows and like, that, yeah. And my vagina can get <laughs> so inflated from the, um, what's it called, the wand, that if I share that with someone, they can share with me my their tiny shriveled penis. I love that. You sound like a witch. The wand. <laughs> the wand. I mean, the things it does, it turns my vagina into a bullfrog. Like, it's like the way the witches will be like, and I shall curse you for a thousand years. Like, it is like that. My, last night I used it and I was like, oh no, we're going to have some, we're going to have a, a jellyfish on our hands down there today. And it's not too puffed up, but it is like. Wait, why did you use the wand last night? What, because Noah I was returning? horny. Yeah, Noah coming back into the house knowing that there was a, well, you weren't around, that you were still bowling. So I was like, okay, so I can. I don't feel as gross that there's like someone right because in our home in, in St. Louis, we have a, a long ways. Like I'm tucked away. So I never feel my, my pussy ain't tucked. We all know that. Oh boy. That thing is running around. No, it it's like fantastic. I'm so proud of my vagina. I'm like very accepting of my vagina. Now all the things I used to say about it, uh, I take back, but I validate them because they do. I, I can let every woman know that you can end up liking your vagina. If I'm able to like mine, even though it, there's nothing not to like about it. I just was insecure about things that were in my head and on uh, and hanging out of my yeah vagina. And yeah. It, but anyway, um, that's great last though, night, that you've come to that. Conclusion. No, it's great. Yeah. I have like an amazing vagina. Like I can't wait to share with everyone. I, I have none of that. Like what if he doesn't like, like it's awesome. Um, and, it, and that's not, not just me being like dove body positivity. Like it's legit good. I've never had bad reviews. So this whole idea in my head that it's something that it isn't, there are days that it's not great. I mean, Ashley Hesseltine and I have that same thing of what did she call it? Oh, summer puss or something. It was something like it was, um, she had some word for it, but some days of the month, your vagina just looks a little different. It just like is just like not as good. But as long as I'm shaving frequently and keeping it and getting the dust in the toilet paper off it every so often, looks great. However, so last <laughs> night I did I did do it last night. I told Noah I was going to. How I was long? like, how long did were my labia? You've been doing an hour. <laughs> no, you've been doing um, hour stretches. No, last night I got it done in um probably forty five minutes. But I was having fun the whole time because I was watching like all these videos and just like having a good time. It's I miss my ladies. I was telling Noah that like when I'm in a relationship and hooking up a lot, I there are nights like there was recently I was like hooking up with someone and it was like no nights off. And I was like, one night we had like we couldn't meet up and I was sad, but I was also like I got to go see my ladies in the dungeon. Got to go check on them. Oh, I got to go refill. Your toys are females. No, my ladies, the, my, my porn. Oh, All the oh. girls in the dungeon, I got to go refill their water bowls. <laughs> They've been down there. It's almost like when, you know, these perverts keep young women in their basement, you know, that guy in Cleveland. 
And like, what's, I recently read a book where a girl was stored in a basement by this crazy woman and she was terrified that the woman would like get hit by a car or something because the only person that knew the woman was down there was her. And so this woman would starve to death if this woman didn't come back. So that's how those women look at me. I feel like I have to do a check-in on them and I go, I'm so sorry I left you alone so long. It's like when you leave your dog in the crate yeah. for too long and you like get caught up and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Usually I only leave you for five hours tops. Today was eight. And then they have to pee and then you go, you know, and then instead of pee, it squirt. Anyway, I so checked on my ladies last night. You're cheating on your porn with a with, real person. With a real person. Yes. And I felt like I needed, in a relationship, I think I will want to go visit my ladies every now and again. Like I wouldn't mind, like beat it. I want to ha- hang out with my toys and my ladies. And, and you feel like that's not cheating at all? No. And I don't think a guy, if a guy wanted to go hang out with his ladies in porn and I was like down the hall, I'd be a little pissed. But like, I will always prefer in person. But it's a, it was a nice thing to be like, yeah. oh, I'm glad this restaurant's closed. That I, is always fine dining. I want to go eat at Applebee's. I do like Applebee's. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When you wand it up, do you do different positions? Oh, I'm just on my back. The whole time? All yeah. 45 minutes? Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe you would sit on no, it. No, it's like I start it with outside the comforter. I d- did this all on, I think I covered it on Sex with Emily, this podcast I did, but I start with the wand outside the comforter and then I go inside the comforter and then I'm like, and then when I'm ready to like, <laughs> okay, we're ready to come, I like find the other thing and I turn on. Last night, one of my vibrators was dead, so I had to go for the other one that goes, it it goes like this, you know, it goes. She's doing, a, she's doing the, the Ansari, I think. That's what that yeah, is. Yeah, the, the hook. The um, It goes, and it's a little bit bigger, so I'm just like, ah! And I got, but I was really horned up. So, uh, it, but it, it's the the funniest so thing about So it's inside this, you? Yes. Doing the G-spot? Um, no, nah, well, I don't really know, but it's just like making, I can hold it in place so that it feels, <laughs> if I, if I can imagine it, it feels like someone's doing it to me and I'm not doing it to myself because it's, uh, that's like the best thing about it. But, um, the frequency is so funny. I recorded the sound at one point the other night because I wanted you guys to hear how funny the sound I was. I think this is how Billie Eilish made her latest album. <laughs> <laughs> they always say that they're like, I got this sound from a car, uh, Hitting the brakes while a bird chirped. I think it's this. Oh, no, that was me trying to play guitar. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, my God. It must be this one. 49 seconds. Is that how long I did it? Nope. (laughs) That's hilarious. I did record it the other night, and I was like, made sure to not make any kind of noise. Oh, here it is. Okay, one more try. Uh, uh. No, what the hell? That was, what the fuck was that? Was that was doing comedy. <laughs> oh, man. And I think these ones... Oh, maybe it's this. Okay, one more. I don't know why these won't record longer than 27 seconds. But. Okay, no, never mind. That wasn't it either. But I recorded it and it goes... Oh, my God. It goes... Right? But it changes frequency, so sometimes you hear different things, and I'm not even kidding you. One time, A lot of times it's been like... Read more, read more, read more, read more. Like whatever you need to hear, <laughs> yeah. this thing will tell you. It's like tarot. Um, so anyway, yeah, I had some fun last night. I, I definitely, but I don't think I actually let myself uh, have, have one. It was just like an extended one throughout the whole time. And then I was like, I'm tired. So when tired. do you know when to stop? Oh, you're just tired. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I am done. Yeah, I'm just like tired. Have you ever been masturbating? And uh, I've had this before where I'll be like, halfway in and i'll just be like my penis is in my hand like and it'll like weird me out a little bit that i'm 
Because like, think about if you were stroking any other part of your body for 40, it's kind of weird to self, like massage yourself. I mean, I don't touch myself with my hand though. Oh, so you keep it separate. Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, it's like the stranger where you, you know, you sit on your hand and you suck your friend's dick. (laughs) Isn't that what it is? Dan Mintz has that joke. (laughs) And no, there's one. Oh, really? Where he's like, where you sit on your hand and then you jerk someone else off. It's like, it's like that, it's better. I I heard one where... (laughs) Than the one I just did. Not oh, uh, I, I I hear one where it's a, uh, I don't know. Actually, I was just talking to a friend. I maybe just wasn't someone. There was someone else's joke, but like, I was thinking that if you sat on your own penis, so you make your penis numb. That's it. That's it. So you feel like you're jerking off a stranger. That was Dan Mintz's joke. Oh, really? He's like, I do this thing where I, I sit on my penis until it's numb, so that I feel like I'm jerking off a stranger. <laughs> Dan Mintz is one of the funniest comedians oh, of all shit. time. You guys got to look him up if you haven't. He does the voice of um, the the daughter on Bob's Burgers, okay. the girl who talks like this and is really. Um, what I was gonna say to you, damn it, it's the same thing as uh, sometimes I'll do that on stage, or I used to. I remember being at the cellar a couple times on stage, and I go, "I'm holding a microphone, and everyone's looking at me." You have this moment of like, yes. "What is happening right now?" It's almost sometimes when you're walking upstairs and you go, "I'm on stairs," and then you can't do the stairs, and you like trip. Does that ever happen to you guys? Yes, yeah, on like, stage, I'm, it's happening. If you think many, about stairs, yeah. you can't do it. But if you're just in the zone of like, I'm. Like you don't think about it, it's fine. Like if you were walking on a balance beam, if you're if you needed to walk a straight line that was written on the ground, you wouldn't fall if you weren't drunk, right? But if that was suddenly a hundred feet yeah. in the air, you would be like, yeah. It's like the con- it's like how you percep perceive it. That's yeah, that's so true. And I think you know you do stand up. You don't even know the mics in your hand. I couldn't. I wouldn't even. You know you do stand no, up yeah. long enough. You don't know the mics in here. You don't know where you're standing. Yep. Nothing. You're not thinking at all. Yeah. Well, the other night I did the MTV Movie and TV Awards unscripted, which comes out tonight. Hell yeah. I hope that everyone watches it. It's probably like on in several hours from when you're hearing this. So make sure to watch it on MTV. And I was wearing uh, for the opening. I was wearing this white low cut thing, and I needed. And my stylists are like, "Just have your shoulders back, like stay up straight." And and the guy also gave me a microphone. Was like, "Don't hold it at the tip and I'm, at the bottom." And I go, "I'm not going to think about either of those things while I'm performing. Like they are not on my mind." In like the, you can tell me to have good posture, but it is a fluke if it happens. I I, I want to give that to you to make this dress look as amazing as possible, but it ain't gonna happen because that is just I can't. Think of all those things. But there are times, there was one time when I was on stage and I thought. Oh, for the so, MTV award? No, this was for oh. like on stage. And I was just like, it's wild to me that I am holding a microphone and there are adult people that are older than me and like smarter than me all in this crowd that paid and they have to be quiet and listen to me who I have no education. Like there's nothing. I shouldn't be able to talk on a microphone and tell these people things. And if they talk, if a doctor stands up and is like, I have a cure for cancer, people will be like, get the fuck out of here. She's talking about her pussy and he'll get thrown out. Yeah. A doctor. Yeah. Because I am out there talking about like jerking off in the college or whatever it is. It's like, that is so funny to me. Well, it's because you're the complete opposite of a doctor. Like no one, people aren't, well, some people are I coming. I, I disagree with that, honestly. Okay, I, I didn't. I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like you can't be a doctor. You're not as smart as a doctor. Right. I meant like people. It's people don't oh, want to think I about empathy, getting diag- so I don't, diagnosed. I couldn't be a doctor. They don't want to think about getting diagnosed. Did you hear my joke? I'm sorry. I, was, I have empathy, so I couldn't be a doctor. Oh yeah. Well, it's hard to have empathy as a doctor if your patients you are dying all the time. You have to shut it off. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If doctors are listening, I know you started out with empathy, but now you don't have it because you watch too many people die. 
Yeah, my dad being a cancer doctor, he can't he he just like yeah. I mean, at first, like he would be like he'd become friends with his patients, like a breast cancer patient, and yeah, his. I mean, they all die. That's why vet veterinarians have the highest rate of suicide because they get into it because they love animals, and then all day, all they do is de- put down animals. Oh shit! And so the people think it's dentists, but it's actually veterinarians because they're the most animal lovers are just people bursting with em- empathy for like creatures and then they get into it they're like i love animals and then they just kill them all day and yeah. deal with like see horrible things of abuse and just neglect and it's just just makes you so depressed so how can you you shut it off yeah but then how do you shut it on or shut it on turn it on with well, your family well that's what i'm saying with yeah. me when i was talking to you the other night i had someone at that show that i didn't want to go on stage for because i wanted to be in my girlfriend and like the feminine energy of like, I'm flirty, I'm a girl, I'm vulnerable, come get me. And then I, Theo's like, go on stage, Nikki, whatever, how, gang, gang. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> want it. And I was like, do it. And it's like, it's not because I'm scared I won't kill in front of this person. I like, I don't give a fuck about that. I care about coming off like a dude in front of this guy I like. And not that stand-up is dude-like, but it's like... Oh, shit. That's why I didn't want to go up. I know I'm going to kill. I don't care if you guys watch me. If he weren't there, I wouldn't care if the comics watched Uh. me. It was because I didn't want that guy... Not because he wouldn't be like, of course that guy respects me. And it's like, you're amazing. I mean, he was at the the awards the night before, but like the next night, like I just didn't want to do stand-up. I just was like, I want to be flirty. And like, but if in in a stand-up vibe, I just have to be like... I got to analyze the world and like tell it like it is. And it's just, yeah, no, I, now I see why you didn't want to, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to switch it off for girls. Mm, I've done sets. I've had a girl come and I've, and I'm, I could be pretty self-deprecating where I think a girl will be turned off by me. Oh, like self-deprecating on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. You're almost like more, because when male, male comics are feminine energy up there, and that's what uh, that one woman told me, because I told this one woman, I the woman that wrote the book, Getting To I Do, that is the worst name, and I'm not trying to get to I do. I just want to like figure out how to maybe have a committed relationship. Stop freaking out, people who are listening to this that I might like. Um, She said that like... M- because I, I I asked her about, um, I was like, I have a crush on a male comedian and I know I probably shouldn't date them because that's masculine energy and I'm a masculine energy woman. She goes, no, they're feminine. That's a man who does stand up is feminine energy and a woman who does stand up is masculine energy. I'm like, what? So when you get on stage and you're like telling all these vulnerable stories, that is very feminine energy for yeah. you. And so women who might, but you want to be a masculine in a relationship, I think. I mean, someone somewhere in the middle, probably. <sighs> you can't be in the middle. It's too complex. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should just become one of those comedians that's like that speaks truth, and that's then I can fuck though. so much. No, but like, yeah, well, this is how it is. You know, Andrew that Schultz. Of- All right, let's get to the news. You heard it here first. first. Yeah, you heard it here first. I know that's who you're thinking of when you do that impression. No, maybe not. Maybe. You were doing a good impression of him, but like that. that it was it was a generality. <laughs> oh man first of all i hope you all had a great weekend i'm sure you had all the swells out there and you're having a fun time on a monday mm. okay here we go a car burst into flames when a driver used hand sanitizer while smoking i mean this is wild whoa that is is that a cop car why is the top of the car white and the body of it's black 
Who knows? Well, hand sanitizer is highly oh. flammable. It contains a large amount of alcohol combined with the closed, non-ventilated car and a cigarette. You can have a recipe for disaster. How has that not happened before? People are always using hand sanitizer and smoking. I mean, this is a total fluke. I don't think we need to be scared that this could happen to you. <laughs> you don't need to add another thing for people to be terrified of. I mean, how did this really happen? Well, let's see. Um, let's... Well, there's video, apparently. A closed, non-ventilated car, a cigarette, and you have a recipe for disaster. The motorist was immediately transported to the hospital. Okay, well, that's... Where did this happen? In Maryland. In Maryland. Oh, classic Maryland. I mean, are you scared of... Um, I mean, here's another way you could die from smoking cigarettes. Add it to the list. Emphysema, your car explodes because you're trying to keep your hands clean. Also, I when you use your smell. phone and pump gas, can't your phone, like, somehow that causes... another old wives' tale. People, I'm sorry, these whole things of, like, you can't do this. It's like, this is totally a fluke. People Why are is scared. it called a wives' tale? Because wives they lie would be, like, to protect their children, they probably made up things that were scary. Like, when my mom told me that if you go down to the river, you will die. <laughs> when we lived on a river when I was a child. If you go down there, you will die. And I'd be like, okay, mom, I'll never go down there. Then my dad would get home from work and be like, Nick, let's go down the river. I'd be like, no! And he'd be like, why is she so scared of the river? My mom's like, I don't know. And so that's I wives' tale. I mean, is that a good thing to do to no, a child at not. all? No, it's not. You should just watch your child and make sure they don't go down to the river. <laughs> That's why my first word as a, as a child was dangerous. And I'm not joking you. My first multisyllabic word was dangerous, dangerous. And I used to point at things that were dangerous. And I was scared of everything. And I, I was terrified. And then when my sister was born, my parents didn't have the same kind of like fears. So no one was telling her things were dangerous. So I had to be the one. Her to be first like, word was courageous, courageous. <laughs> Nikki, shut up. Nikki, shut up. Um, I got this, Nikki. Yeah. So I was scared of everything. But yeah, that's old wives tales is I think just to protect their children because the world is scary and you, I do it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, you could probably tell a kid like the river can be such a happy place too. like, that's the thing. Like not the one if I you, grew up on. Yeah. That's scary. You will die if you go down to it. I'm not even kidding you. I would shriek in horror when my dad would be like, let's get in the kayak and go down. And I and now I hate camping and outdoors things. You wonder goddamn why. My mom, just because she wanted my, my mom would watch soap operas instead of watching me. Yeah, no offense, like, mom, but that's kind of true. She's like, be afraid of the river, the woods, a date in the woods. <laughs> Any man. That's what she did. She told me that if, if, a man, if I was alone with a boy, they would rape me. So like I, all these things, I was, that's why I'm scared of men. I'm scared of being alone with men. It's like, and it's not my mom's fault. She just wanted me to be safe and had no other tools to, to get me to make sure I was safe. And you know, back then they couldn't just give you an iPad. No. And you know what I mean? Like nowadays you go, oh, you got to like I mean, work. We had TV. That's true. That really worked. I mean, I did watch a lot of TV, but I did too. I watched so. I much I was scared TV. of TV. I was scared of everything. I was Why were, of, what were you afraid of the TV? Oh, dude! My parents tell a story of when I was really young. I was watching Sesame Street, and this is a common thing. Noah, look it up. Snuffleupagus in the uh, mid '80s. Tough word. Snuff uh, for you. <laughs> Snuffleupagus in the mid '80s was a terrifying puppet. And I used to be watching Sesame Street, and then I would run. Go, type in Snuffleupagus. Um, scary. Okay, because it, they had to change the design of Snuffleupagus because so many kids were getting frightened by it. So I used to be terrified. Look at this thing. Look. Wait, that's a that's a, a this thing. It's just so scary and like oh it's like too big. It's like droopy. 
I think that's why I'm scared of penises too. Like it's all snuffleupagus, uncircumcised penis. Like I used to be terrified. It's too big and it's too like its eyes are creepy. So I would run. The fur and, looks like like trash. Like it looks like it's dirty. Compared I almost want to call ones. my dad and get the recount of like how scared I used to be. Can I call him really quick? Of course. What if it was the sound of my vibrator that we've been looking for all along? <laughs> and then my dad picks up and he goes, Stuff a lot because. Hi, dad. Hey, babe. Hey, we're recording the hey, podcast. Hey, babe. Yeah, you call me babe. Was that weird? <laughs> and my mom's on too. Hi, guys. I had to call you babe. Andrew. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby cakes, daughter. Oh, no, that's not. That's not. Hey, hey, Andrew Snuggums, how you doing? Hey, you hot old man with nice nipples. <laughs> hey, speaking of Snuggums, you guys, I was just telling the story on the podcast of being horrified as a child of everything, and I want you to um, tell me what happened one day when I was watching Sesame Street, and you guys, like, you you remember? I wasn't there, but um, but you happened. It happened multiple times. Like your mom would be in the kitchen and you would be watching Sesame Street by yourself. And all of a sudden you would come running in completely horrified, completely scared. And we couldn't figure out what it was. And your mom's like, because I couldn't talk yet. Right. Yeah. You would, right. Yeah. You were just just, you know, looking perplexed and I would cry. And totally scared. And then your mom finally, after, after three or four times of you doing that, your mom ran in to see what it might have been on the television that you were watching. And it, it, sure enough, it was Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> we just pulled up a picture. Dad, I've investigated this, and I was not the only child. They had to redo his whole costume because kids were freaked out by him. So if any of my besties out there were also scared of Snuffleupagus in the mid to late 80s, you are not alone. <laughs> and... I know that Snuffleupagus was creepy. I, 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 yeah, I, I commiserated with you wholly on that one. Okay, well, we got to get to the next news story. Thank you for corroborating my story. All right, bye, bye, babe. Bye, baby. You think it's weird? My dad calls me. No, babe. I just thought it was funny to make fun of. Oh, okay. Now I'm like, God, should I look into that? Okay, next story. Uh, next story. Scientists developed a method allowing lab animals to breathe from their rectum. I saw a girl breathing from a rectum last night on my porn. (laughs) I mean, I'm not even kidding you. That thing was going opening and closing in a way that I was like, it looked like a blowhole. (laughs) The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man in a deli trying to send back soup. That's a Seinfeld (laughs) reference. But honestly, it was crazy. So you can breathe through your rectum? What animals are doing this? (laughs) You know, I was against animal testing and now I'm I'm into it. Yeah. If that's that's the next (laughs) forefront. (laughs) Wait again. That's be, crazy. Yeah, you could give a blowjob and breathe through your ass. Yeah. <laughs> or I could get anal and breathe through my mouth. Oh wait, never mind. The Japanese scientist who began research when his dad got lung cancer pumped oxygen up the rectums of uh, oxygen-deprived mice and pigs. A procedure is too painful for humans since the intestine had to be scraped. His research showed that intestines can absorb oxygen when he squirted oxygen, packed liquid into the rectum. I'm glad we're doing this thing to animals that's too excruciating for humans. So let's do it to animals. Did you guys hear that? That's what. But did you hear though? The mice started walking around again. It did work for mice. Fine, but it's but it starts like that, and then they. I don't care. Then do it to humans if it's if it's so excruciating. Why don't you do it to yourself, doctor? That's the thing. Like. We just do things to animals that are, we're like, it's too painful for humans. Let's do it to an animal. It's like, oh, don't, do you think animals have feelings? 
I do think they have feelings, but I mean, is the greater good What's to save gr- women, to save people's lives, to save your dad's life because a mouse can breathe through his asshole? But then you'd have like, can you imagine being treated for that, and you are breathing through your rectum for the rest of your life? I mean, is I it worth it'd, it? It'd be pretty cool to smoke cigarettes through there. Just don't use hand sanitizer. <laughs> 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 okay, well, I'm glad that we have another way that that you could breathe if someone's like choking you or something or like, like trying to mom. strangle you. Okay, my mom, for example, she can't breathe normally through yeah. her mouth. If my mom <laughs> was able to get oxygen through her rectum, <laughs> that'd be so cool. Oh but my she god, she couldn't wear pants in public. That's the problem. You can't get in. Get in the way. Oh my god, I. <laughs> I need to get retrained in CPR. What would you wear? You'd wear pants cut with a little hole for with a straw. I'm sure it would be. Asshole. I bet. I'm sure your mom. If this was a thing that, that could save people that have no um, lung capacity anymore, I think it would probably be like a tube up your ass that's breathing, putting oxygen in your butt. <laughs> Feel good. My mom like starts doing like Zumba again. But just <laughs> What is that? Uh, it's just this new procedure. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing if this could help your mom. But I just the, the fact that that little line of it was too painful for humans. So we did it to pigs. It's like, fuck everyone. I fuck get all that. y'all. It, it, we just treat animals like they're robots. It's just disgusting. Next story. All right. Uh, Olivia Munn said she was obsessed with John Mulaney years ago. Uh, oh, one of these where it's like Katie Holmes said she wanted to date Tom Cruise in Seventeen magazine in 1997 and then she married him. Uh, what's his name? A-Rod once said on the red carpet that his dream girl was J-Lo. Cut to, oh, he's with J-Lo. Like these things coming true. Nikki Glaser once was in love with Dave Matthews. He left his wife and his family and now they're together. Yeah, I mean, she emailed him when he was engaged. She would say, I would, like, I, I would like to that, take the them both out. Like to dinner, like she wrote to them, like she was flirting with them, kind of. She started as a couple. But she was too hot to like, you could be too hot to do that. Like you can't be like, (laughs) how about we have a threesome? It's like, yeah, I do. What's an example of John Mulaney's, uh, you're John and I'm John's wife. Yeah. And And you're talking to me about, um, hey, so Olivia wants to go (laughs) go out with us. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are you John or am I John? Um, I can be John. Okay, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be her. I'll be like, oh. so I just got the. I don't know. I, I mean, he's he usually probably off stage. He's like, I just got this email. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do it. We'll just uh, we don't have to do the voices. But. So, um, babe, uh, you know, uh, yes, Olivia, dad. You know, <laughs> I don't want to do this role play. Hold on, let's just talk about this. When John Mulaney. <laughs> Got an email or a DM from Olivia Munn being like, I'd love to hang out with you and your wife. And then he presented it to his wife. Yes. You know, he was like, God, I can't believe my wife has to go. Like, yes. I'm sorry. I don't. John's my friend. Like, you know, we're friendly, so I don't want to make any assumptions about this. But the last thing you want is for Olivia Munn to want to be friends with you and your boyfriend. And honestly, I am friends with people as hot as Olivia Munn. And I would bring my boyfriend around them. If there were any troubles in my relationship, no dice. We're not doing that. And if Olivia Munn was like just obsessed with the art that my boyfriend puts out, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you're asking for trouble. And at that point I'd go, just go, you know what? Just explore this because I know that you are into her. I'm not even kidding you. If this happened to me where I knew that my boyfriend and we're not, we're on shaky ground 
already because this would only happen if it was like if, if a guy loves you enough he can anyone can come on to him and he can be like he can have integrity enough to go i would like to but i'm not going to because it's too it's risking losing this relationship with this girl that d- doesn't look as good as this other one but you know but if there's a problem in your relationship already boy this is the cigarette smoke and the fucking or the cigarette and the hand sanitizer to blow it up i would go she likes you I know you're attracted to her. Go, go explore it. Mm. Go explore it. And you let me know if that's worth it to you. I, because uh, the last thing I would do is stop it because if you stop it, he's just gonna, and I'm not saying that anyone did anything wrong here. And I'm, I'm speaking totally hypothetically in a situation I've never been in. So I don't know how it, but I would hope to go. She likes you. I know you're attracted to her because who the fuck isn't go at it, (laughs) go at it. And you tell me if it's going to be go and, you know, I, it would be very painful, but I would have to just like let it go. But that being friends with a couple, it's well, it, yeah. And also, out. there's like nothing worse to know. Yeah, like the idea that you're with that person, knowing Olivia Munn is into you. You know what I mean? Like, yes, experience it rather than hold it over. You know, as a girl, when a girl is into your guy, and I'm usually very turned on. But I mean, I would be fucking so horned up if Olivia Munn was trying to fuck my boyfriend that Oli- I felt secure with. Yeah. If I didn't feel secure with him, I would just go, well, this is probably over. Yeah. If like David Beckham or like whatever, whoever your like idea crushes is like, hey, Nikki, I love you. Let me take you and your husband out to dinner. He's not wanting to. He's not talking to the husband. Yeah, it, it makes it innocent and flirty. Yeah. He's saying, "I want to fuck you in the kitchen." Well, I or once whatever. had or a guy the- that I was like very like my boyfriend knew was like a dream person of mine, kind of flirt with me. Yeah, How'd and that I go? told my boyfriend I had a flirty interaction, and I know it seems crazy. Your boyfriend but, hated it. I bet. And I go, I bet you, I have a feeling he might slide in my DMs. I'm just letting you know. But I did that because I wanted to bring him in on it and make him a part of it as opposed to lying and being like, and, and handling it on my own. Those are one where I think you got to keep that to yourself. I know. I, I just don't think the, a, per, like a person has to be so he, strong to handle that. He asked me to tell him the next yeah. thing that happened. And he was like, I don't, because there were guys that would flirt with it? me and I would try to handle it on my own because I wasn't interested in these guys or I maybe a little bit, but maybe they were powerful enough that I was like, I don't want to be mean to them. So I'll flirt a little bit, but I'm not going to like ever do anything that would be cheating, you know? And my boyfriend found out and he was like, we can just bring me in on it. You don't have to be mean to them. We can just like joke about that they like you and we can handle it together and be like, what should you write back to him? And it can be our thing as opposed to you and him against keeping me out. And so that's why I did the next time. And he was annoyed by it, but it wasn't by any means something that we fought about. It was way worse when I hid it from him. Way worse. I mean, he never... he. Maybe never forgive me for the time that this guy slid in and I just, the guy was like trying to flirt with me and he was like, send me a picture. And so I sent him a picture of me after I got hit by a car the day before. <laughs> and I was in the, I had sent it to my boyfriend. I was just like, oh, like I looked disgusting. So I sent him this selfie that I had taken. And my boyfriend found out and he was like, you sent him a selfie. And I was like, but it was one where I looked disgusting. I was just trying to like give him what he wanted without, you know, and he was like, I really wish he would have just told me. And then we could have just fucked around with it and been like, can't believe this guy wants to bang you. Let's just like fuck with him. But sending the ugly version of you is kind of like Olivia Munn being like, let me take you both out to dinner. Like you're still showing him attention. Even yeah. if it's not a hot photo, you're still like, and hey, that was I his st- point. That was yeah. his point. And I didn't realize that I was just trying to do the thing that wouldn't make <laughs> yeah. him mad if he got, if I got caught that because I didn't, wasn't into this guy, you know, uh, let's get to why do I care? 
Why do I care? All right, so Seth Rogen says the weirdest audition he ever oh, had. Oh, I heard this. Was for Eminem's Eight Mile movie. Wait, can I tell the story? Yeah, please because do. I read it last night. Yeah. Okay, so him and Jason Siegel went into audition for the same role of a character named. Oh. Uh, it was a funny name. It's like a uh, trick track or something. Like it's what? Like it's like some dumb name. And they both went in, but the audition required you to, it doesn't matter. The audition required you, it doesn't matter, Andrew, to listen to me. Yeah. It, uh, the, the audition, which usually you go in and you read and there's a casting director who reads the other M&M's lines and then you play the trick track line or whatever. You do that. But in this audition, you had to bring in a friend to read it with you for some reason. So they both brought in each other because they both had the audition. They practiced so hard and they both went into this audition, Jason Siegel and Seth Rogen and... They were laughing so hard during the whole audition. They they were giggling. They couldn't stop cracking up because they couldn't believe that one of them was playing Eminem and one of them was playing this guy that like this this guy that's like apparently there's like a confrontation with a gun. Like it's supposed to be this like really highly charged scene, and they're both just like, "What are we doing this for?" And they laughed. They laughed so hard that they had to like stop the audition and like leave the room. And it was like, it, is that basically the story? They started laughing hysterically and literally couldn't make it through the auditions. But that would be so fun to be able to bring in a friend. You went into audition with me one time. Yeah, I I just think rap in general is like the opposite of comedy. You know, like it has to be taken so serious and like like this is a rap movie. Even though there were there are jokes inside rap, but like oh yeah, rap is. I'm not talking about rap. I think this was just a really serious scene where he was. No, but I think that's why they were laughing so hard because it was a serious like. A serious scene. Yeah, this, they're trying to be serious about, about but your rapping. name's Trick Track or whatever. Yes, yes. It's very hard to like not see the humor in being like little dick, little whatever, little whatever your name I, is. Like, I think I care about this story because it teaches me that like Jason Siegel and Seth Rogen both were like dying to get that role and practice so hard and they didn't get it. And it doesn't matter. There will always be something else. It wasn't meant to be. So when I don't get things, I can still end up a Jason Siegel or a Seth Rogen. And honestly, those times, them laughing through that audition is a way better story than them appearing in 8 Mile. Like, you think these roles... I don't know who played Trick Track in 8 Mile. Who cares? But the problem is there's a guy that might have laughed that didn't get Trick Track, mm -hmm. and he never got another role. <laughs> like, Trick Track was, like, perfect. But I will but say that because he didn't get that role, something else happened in his life that was great that let, like... Hopefully. Something Hopefully. terrible happened to a friend of mine recently. I forget what. And I was like, oh... Carlisle got hit by a fucking lime scooter on Saturday night. Oh, I didn't know so that. So badly that if she would have walked out of the improv, she was walking out of the improv and there was a lime scooter coming down the street. This, f you little piece of shit that I know you're out there somewhere. You're this 20 something year old little white privileged piece of shit kid that was probably drunk on a lime scooter. He was going past the improv on the sidewalk, which is illegal. If Carlisle would have walked out 0 0.04 seconds before, she would be dead. And I'm not joking you. He clipped her so hard. She fell. She, uh, uh, I don't even know if she had a concussion. We don't really know yet. It was so scary. The kid, I go, can I get your number in case there's something wrong with her? He gave me a fake number, this little twat, this little rich kid that obviously, uh, I, I mean. Why I, you called the number? Yeah. I go, is this Jack from this slime? And it was green. You know, I go, this kid didn't have an Android. This was, and then he never wrote back. This kid is a liar. Gave me a fake number. Um, it just felt that really pissed me off. I hope really bad things happen to that kid. How bad did she get it? She fall? 
fought, fell down on the ground. I mean, it was brutal. It was, I'm not kidding you. She would have died if it was just a second before. And I know we talked about this before of like one second later, you would have died. But it was like one of those of like, oh my God, I almost just saw my friend die from a lime scooter. It was so upsetting. But I go, Carlisle, because you got hit, something good's going to happen. Like, I know it. This will lead to something great. Then she gets hit by a bird scooter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I I hope. Yes. Hope. It's just like you don't expect to get hit by a fucking. But everything that happens. Is, is for a reason is is the why i know that's hard to no i imagine I, I think you're like why are children being raped and it's like so that some and, and it's like i don't know i don't know but i try to believe that like anything i don't get or to, something that happens to me i go well because this happened something's gonna happen that wouldn't have if i if everything would have gone the way i wanted it to yeah i mean i think that's you, why I care. you have to look at it though okay top one bottom one <laughs> sports moment did you have one last night bowling? Did you bowl well? No, I bowled like shit. I bowled straight. My arm hurt. My leg hurts. Everything hurts, but whatever. Wait, really? You're... I usually spin the ball. I've bowled a 236 before. Damn. And I bowled literally like a 110 a and a 115 last night. It was Wait, pathetic. Wait a second. What, what else did you hurt? No, when I tried to curl the bar, my forearm hurt. Who were you trying to show off for? Gianni? No, I'm trying to just be good at something. Yeah. And we were very competitive last right, night. Right, yeah. Like, Boys me and like, Gianni are, like, insanely... We are like, hitting each other in between, talking And calling shit. each other fat. And talk, yeah. Like, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I see it happen all the time. But then we go, I love you, man. Yeah. And I, you know, I really do love you. And I was like, yeah, just keep... Don't do. Don't do that. That's just so fun. Make you fun love- of my nipples. Yeah. You love that. I do. I love you a like, clowning around. Like, I almost see you get more nervous around cool guys that you want to be friends with than, like, hot girls. For sure. It's so funny. For sure. You'd think you were gay sometimes, the way you get, like, like anxiety and, like, excited to be around cool guys. Yeah. Well, I just, I'm the same way with cool girls. Like, yeah. I like pretty girls and, like, cool girls more than... Dude, when you gossip with your girlfriends, that's... Guys' gossip is just roasting each other and beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Okay. That, and it's Makes so sense. fun. To, okay, bottom sports moment. Go, Andrew. Worst, worst personal. Oh, sports we're gonna moment. start with. Bo- okay, yeah, we started bottom. Okay, my bottom. It, it was hard to figure out a bottom. Not Why? because I'm so great. Yeah, it's just like I, I just couldn't think of one moment that was so embarrassing. But one of my bottoms, I think, and I and I learned a lot from it is we were in a basketball camp, <laughs> and we got like, like some award for essentially being the worst team that gave the most heart. Like it was such like a pathetic yeah. award to get. It was like a participation trophy mm-hmm. back then. And I remember we got like free like posters and our coach Morandi comes <laughs> and he was such a serious guy and he went to give each one of us the posters and we're all in line. And I go, Hey coach, you can just throw mine in the garbage. Right? Like, and yeah. I looked around like, like yeah, because you were acknowledging this is such a piece of shit. Which I was right. Do. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and it was funny. Truth. People did. Everyone was like, <laughs> yeah. he lost his fucking mind no. on me. Yeah. He's like, how the hell can you be this unappreciative? Like, this is why we're not playing great. Like, whatever. Like, everything. Damn. Like, And he would spit. You know, remember those coaches that would always uh. have, like, one, like, 
Yes. Like they'd have like it was like really white like spit. White. Like they never yeah, they drank water. Enough. Yeah, they weren't hydrated enough. And he had to spit. Like and a he tonsil would just, stone yeah. came out and just like. And then he got arrested for prostitution later on. So I think it was more about him. Oh wow! Wait, he was a prostitute? No, no, he got he had, oh, got a prostitute. Let's be honest. Lots of men could have been uh, arrested for prostitution oh, yeah, yeah. and just never got caught. So. And then he died from uh, like Lou Gehrig disease. So. Oh shit! That's the worst one. Something like that. Something horrible. <sighs> Not to um, bring it down. I don't think that was my fault. I feel like <laughs> Lou Gehrig's uh, disease is uh, everyone's bottom sports moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, not laughing at it. ALS is like the most is honestly. I would uh, Huntington's and Lou Gehrig's is my biggest fear of getting either of those. Oh my god! And dying of to those. know to b- have your brain aware. Wow. Or just like Alzheimer's that you f- literally forget how to swallow and then you just die. From I think I'd rather choking. Have, I'd rather have my brain going than my body going. But dementia leads to that though. Like yeah. it, your brain regulates your body so it for you literally forget to swallow that's how people die from alzheimer's Ugh. it uh, alzheimer's kills you because it your body stops being able to remember how to like my do grandma stuff. Has, i think my grandma has dementia yeah and she's had sex with a guy that was married in her nursing home who 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 also had dementia yeah well, that's so a they, get out of jail free card <laughs> Honey, I have dementia. I mean, that's really like when you get cheated on and the guy can be like, I was drunk. It's like, okay, uh, maybe we can wrap my head around. But when a guy cheats on you and he's like, no, I was sober. You're just like, you hate me. Yeah. Like that, that's, it's so much worse. I know that's an excuse to be like, I was drunk, babe, but you gotta hope if you're someone that got cheated on that the guy was drunk. Cause yes. otherwise it's just like, I can never forgive you. Yeah. Otherwise he made plans. Babe, I have dementia. Yeah. That was brought on by, you know, 14 Smirnoff Ices. Yeah. Other, yeah. Because if they were sober, they were like, hey, let's meet here at seven. Yeah. And have a, I was know. working on a joke for a while about it before. It's like, yeah, if someone cheats on you sober, they you need to get out of that. Yes. There's no excuse. My ex-boyfriend. And then they only fuck you when you. they're drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend legit used to get so wasted. He once made out. I did this in my special perfect, but it's true. He made out with a girl. My friend saw it. I was like, it was long distance. They were like, he was making out with a girl at the bar. I called him and was like, I heard you made out with that girl that was so gross. Like, we've seen her before. And he goes, and like, she like was blonde and stuff. He was like, babe, I thought it was you. And I, it was true. He really, he used to get so drunk that he would hallucinate. And I'm not joking you. People go, yeah, right. And I'm like, I know that he did. He thought it was me. Like he, it was. I and mean, then I was kind of like, oh my excuse- God, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You thought it was me, but she, I remember this girl had like cold sores and I was like, oh God, oh my God. guess I'm going to get those now because I don't, can't respect myself enough to dump this guy. I don't get a cold sores. I got one, I think one time, maybe it was just it. I'm, it haven't happened. Uh, for I thought ever. it was you. What an excuse. So funny. I thought it was you. What's your talks. bottom one for sports? My bottom one is when I was, I had to play fucking basketball because all my best friends were doing it and our coach was the principal of the our middle school who was my best friend's dad and I hated being put in the game I just wanted to be on the sidelines I was scared of the ball I wanted everything not to do with it I didn't know how to play I didn't know anything about basketball and I ended up scoring a basket and it was just a fluke you know like I just got lucky and then the next day at uh lunch our principal thought he wanted to like honor me so he and by the way Ellie Vuga scored like 20 baskets yeah. and then I scored one and the next day at, at, at the cafeteria he was like Nikki Glazer scored a basket and everyone like had to cheer and it was so embarrassing because I knew that wasn't impressive and he thought he was like the honoring same me. thing it was so embarrassing and what did you do 
I just was like, I didn't, I, it's my biggest fear that anyone thinks I'm impressive when I know what I did wasn't impressive. I hate it. And that was like the start of it. It was so humiliating because I was like, I know better to be like, this is a pity. It's like having Lou Gehrig's disease. When your body's falling apart and you're aware of it, you were aware of that this was. A, oh yeah, yeah, it sucks. What about you? No, a sports no. moment. Bottom. Uh, all right. So I guess anytime I had to play dodgeball in junior high school, mm. the worst game ever. Why do they do it to us? <laughs> any type of ball. Anytime a ball is being thrown near me, I'm expected to catch it. Anytime that like. There goes I your dating hate. life. Isn't that from oh, yeah. Clueless? Um, I can't have balls. My surgeon told me I can't have balls <laughs> flying on my face. There goes your social life. Yeah. Um, Did you have one moment when you got hit with a dodgeball that you remember? I just remember always dreading in gym class when the the teacher, the gym teacher would announce today's dodgeball day, get into teams. I it just I dreaded it. Every day of gym class. Ugh. Every single day. And we I had to dreaded it. do it with our clothes, the clothes that we oh, would stay in. you'd be so sweaty the rest of the day. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. We had to change clothes, but which I found to be like, I was like, why? Because I did, wasn't going through puberty yet, so I could sweat and it wouldn't be a problem. But I went to private school, so we had to. And then we put the suit back or like the white button down back on your sweaty, disgusting. Ugh. Uh, um, top top one. sports moment, Andrew. Okay, my top sports moment. I'll try to tell it quick. I was I started lacrosse. I was a starter on the team as a sophomore. Like wow. I was very good at lacrosse. And then I started as a junior. And then we got a new coach senior year. And we didn't get back into lacrosse season because I was playing basketball till like four games in. So the new coach didn't know how good I was. But there were like four other guys he didn't know, but he was just like, I'm going to start them right away. They're seniors. He didn't start me. He had a freshman starting over me. Oh my God. And he fucking like, it like, I was so, I almost quit because I was like, this is my fucking senior year. So like the fourth game of the season, he finally like put me in because the freshman fucking sucked and he put me in and I scored four goals and had one assist and we won six, five. Oh my God. And I was like, you fucking idiot. Like, so then did he start starting you? No, then I didn't play again. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he started me from the rest of the season. But it was just like one of those moments where it's like, why am I not getting the appreciation I deserve? Yes. yes. Anyways, and it just felt so good. Oh, my God. To just be like, yeah, yeah. So that was awesome. Um, What about you? Mine was I was playing field hockey uh, my sophomore year. No, it was maybe my freshman year. And our coach, our coach was newly married to this guy, Kyle. And they were, you know, about to start a family. And I babysat for, oh no, that, yeah, they had a young baby and I think I babysat for their kid and, um, and I was on the team and, and he would always come to practice and like watch us. And I think he was like involved in sports too. And I was not good on the team, but I remember he was like, he one time after a game was like, um, you know, I think you're just like an incredible person. And he was like, I would love, or he goes, my, my dream, if I could, I would have my daughter grow up to be just like you. And I was like, I'm not even that good at field hockey. And he was like, oh no, not like that. Like as a person, like you're the way you talk to, like it was, it was the best feeling ever being told by this guy that like didn't, that only knew me from babysitting his kids and like my interactions on the sidelines with like the other girls. Cause he was like kind of almost like an assistant coach to us. And he was like, for him to say he wanted his daughter to grow up to be like me, even though there were so many popular, beautiful girls on our team and then it was sports moment because I thought he was complimenting my field. Like <laughs> he was like, Oh God, no. And he was like, no, just like as a person. So that to me always stands out as like this thing that was associated with sports that you're was like, like is it because it's the one basket I scored? <laughs> I know. And I, I never scored any goals in field. Like I was terrible. I just wanted to hang out. 
But you like, you seem so athletic, though. It's so weird to me when you tell me you're not weren't great. At I know sports. I have a, amazing leg muscles. I'm like very long like, and yeah, lean. You look like a like a pro soccer player. I could. Well, the thing is, women who win the Boston or like the different marathons are always in their 30s. Like the oh. women that do it. Like it's. I'm right now in a position. Like if I trained, I could probably be a really good long distance runner. But yeah. I just don't have it in me to like, actually, I'm not good at sprints, short sprints, but long distances, I could be good. And I was a good swimmer, but no, 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 no. I don't like athletics enough to, to actually do it. What was your top one, Noah? Okay. My top one was a couple of years ago. I was 36. My first competition in Nogi, which is just like wrestling, essentially. Oh, is that the one where they like... A noogie. A noogie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun. That'd be such a funny. That was what UFC was. I would hate because my hair. He, he Indian up. burned him. He noogied him. Oh, yeah. he gave oh, him a raspberry. <laughs> so anyway, so um, what, I, I'm talking to my coach, and in his Brazilian accent, he goes, "Noah, that arm drag could be a very good thing." And it was that like piece of advice that he gave me that I. It's a it's a form of like a takedown. And I was able to take this woman down and that set the tone for the rest of the match where I won by like so many points. And I just, I felt very good about being coachable and I felt really good about um, just like achieving that. (laughs) Yeah. Like a 36 year old woman like wrestling. No, being able to like synthesize coaching stuff, use it and make your coach proud. And proud. He was so proud of me. making your coach proud. And like, that's, that's really... Just the validation, like the fatherly, like kind of coach thing. Yeah, it sucks that like there we get to an age where we like sports for a lot of people was like your whole identity. Yeah. Like you got all your confidence from sports, and then once you graduate high school, it's like no, you can't. What you play like you play club or you you do it for fun. It's like you can't get appreciation out of it because, and that it's really hard. It's hard for people. Final thought: I did. Uh this show yesterday where I was, there was a ballerina, there were ballerinas and I, you had to ask them questions to find out like, who's the real ballerina to tell the truth. It'll probably air uh, fall or summer. Um, but I, my first question was you're gonna, you can't do this forever. What the hell are you going to do? And they were all like young. And it was like, I was like, sorry to start on a bad foot, but you all have bad feet. And no one laughed at that joke. I was just like, I was making the funniest fucking jokes yesterday that were like, bombing i did the can i tell this joke that i tell of course so this girl was a butter sculptor okay that was the thing it was like three people that were claiming to be butter sculptors you have to figure out which one is telling the truth right so i i i and you're you ask some questions to actually get the information and some questions i'm just purely jokes so i go there was one girl that was really pretty she, uh she's actually a comic she dm'd me because she maybe was the butter sculptor. there was a girl that was pretty and i go want to sculpt that butter i go you um when you t- I go you're a very attractive woman when you tell guys what you do for a living do they ever refer to you as a butter career and everyone was just like no one got it and then later on in the show I was like did I say it wrong like and and everyone goes okay well Nikki they're like there was something like Nikki just will you play the game like the, I got admonished for making this joke that no one got and then later on I go um Can someone made a butter I don't face know. I don't Someone made a, it was because I didn't explain oh. it well. Someone made a butterface joke and I go, I, so what I should have said is, you know, a lot of girls that are pretty that ha, or that aren't that pretty, but have a great body are called a butterface because it's, she's hot, but her face, except her face. 
But do you, when you tell people about your career, do got you're very pretty. Do guys call you a yes. butter job because everything about you is hot except your job? And then everyone's like, oh, and I was like, oh, I forgot I'm smarter than everyone, and I have to like kind of sometimes not smarter, but like I can see a joke in a way that's. I, there are a lot of times you tell yeah, a joke and I go, Andrew, you got to explain it to the yes. audience because they're not following. And it's not because they're not smart. It's like you're, they're not holding their hand through the premise. You've gotten there because you went there already. You see what's coming. They don't. So you have to really hold their hand. And that was an example. And usually I get that. But I think butter career, butter career, it, it, it doesn't, butter job is just such a better. Yeah. I, yeah that's like, what happens when you're writing on the fly in yeah. your head when you're also trying to ask, uh, hear what, how the butter is stored because other people are asking questions like how cold does the butter have to be so she's like 72 degrees Fahrenheit and I'm just like trying to think of this butter joke and it's like and there's no audience right there was like a, a smattering of audience yeah it's not it's not conducive to a comedian there was this one woman though that was so creepy looking she was like this grandmother that was like I sculpt butter and she was just like very happy and just like yes I sculpt and she just seemed to me like to be such an actress like a, a woman I go you are freaking me out. I go, you seem like a grandmother in a horror movie where like eventually you eat the children and everyone was like, that's a weird thing to say. And I'm like, does she not? And then by the end of it, Anthony Anderson, the host goes, Nikki, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Holy shit. And I go, and then I made a reference. Someone wrote to me that was in the audience and they go, I know no one laughed at that, but the fact that you reference uh, Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun. I go, you look like you could be in the the Soundgarden uh, yes. video Black Hole Sun where it's like, Black Hole Sun. It's like, won't you come? And it's like beautiful women that are like melting. Yeah, holding like iced tea. And they're like, just like too yeah. smiley and they're yeah. like, yeah, where it's like a horror movie. And it was so validating to get that DM because I was like, everyone goes, no one knows what you're talking about, Nikki. Black Hole Sun. I'm like, Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. no one knows. I was like going insane. You thought insane. the more you said. Oh, I just was like selling it because at that point I had bombed so much with these jokes that were over people's heads that I was like, I, I don't, they'll edit it out. What's interesting, like as a comedian, you're like, well, I need a live audience to know that I'm being funny. But in this instance, it's great knowing that People are going to see it at home and you are going to hit it. That's at home. why like, on yeah. the MTV movie and TV awards, I did a lot of things that in the room of a bunch of reality stars, it's not, they're not going to get the jokes yeah. because they're all worried about how they look like on camera. So they're not even listening to me. So I didn't care about killing it. That's room, why you're a fucking pro dude. It did kill. A lot of your jokes did hit very hard. But the fact that, you know, people were getting up, there were like empty tables after and there was no real audience. Except, and you just I don't know, you just fucking owned it. And it, I'm so imp impressed. I was like me and Blair were talking about it. We we're like, God, she's incredible. Why? You said that after the show. And I was like, I let it in because you were like, I felt like there were some I was saying like to Noah, like I saw the way like some people reacted to me afterwards, like my friends that like have seen me on stage a million times and they were just kind of like. What just like that was like really different. Like Emile's never seen me in like a I'm on TV mode yeah, and like yeah. doing red carpet. And I think after I got done with the red carpet, he was like, "What did I just watch? That was incredible." And I'm like, "What? I don't know. What? What? You've never." Well, I guess it's like when I saw you do the rose too. I mean, you're larger than life. When no, I'm not <laughs> trying to make a joke. How dare you? Yeah, I, <laughs> I was in a size chippy baby baby baby. No, but you are like you you have. You have an it factor. It sounds cheesy, but like, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to see. I mean, it's not, you have an, a rare ability to zone in and lock in when there's a lot of other shit going around you.
Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what it is, but you know, and it's not like, oh, you did good for a bad room. It wasn't like a pity like thing like no. that either. If that's how you you were maybe taking no, it. No, I took it as like, wow, like my friends who've seen me do this a million times, like you're a compliment to me afterwards of like, you're just such a pro. Like, I can't even believe that it was like, it meant a lot to me. Cause I was like, oh, I just, it was the, the coach impressing your coach and being like, damn, like I see you do that all the time. Like you just did something that I, I knew you were going to do great, but like that was really special. You were the girl that made 40 shots that night. Yes, it was Ellie Vuga, finally. <laughs> Suck it. No, Ellie was like the most impressive. Uh, yeah. Like I always and I like, think when Ray J got the popcorn, he's like, you just put it in the garbage. Dang. Oh, my God. Ray J was in the audience. There were so many. We got to talk about the MTV Movie yeah. TV Awards Unscripted tomorrow on the show. We're going to get into yeah. it because you're, you're going to watch it tonight, everyone listening at home. I do drop a cut, and you know I do. Fashion I, egg. I really hope they put that fashion egg in. And I didn't want to do it, but I had promised you guys, and so it was only for you. And I knew it was only going to confuse the live audience, so it was only detrimental to my set to add in k but it was just for the besties that's how much i love you so i hope you watch it tonight mtv movie and tv awards tweet about it put it on your stories it would really mean a lot to me i'll share them and i love you guys and thank you for listening to today's show and we're here all week with noah town it's the best it's the best job in the world This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber. Not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.